0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome in to episode 12 of Kayfabe Council, the show where we review and critique news topics and segments in the world of professional wrestling. My name is Pretty Tony, and alongside me is TF Joker. Joker, what's crack, man?
1: Uh, yeah, 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 it's pretty good, That's pretty good. Today is a Saturday, it is episode 12. Um, there has been no short amount of wrestling this week. Uh, if you include absolutely everything that's happened since the last time we, we we sort of shot an episode. So, um, yeah, there has been a lot to choose from and a lot to ignore.
0: There certainly has been uh, a couple pay-per-views, couple shows, a couple things going on. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot to take in this week.
1: Yeah, the couple of shows, I mean, there was maybe one or two good shows. There was a couple of shows that you'd be like, "Why did they bother?" You know which ones I'm talking about. I don't need to talk about them. Um, And yeah, like uh, more stamping of the name of uh, Paul Levesque, Levesque, whatever. Levesque, 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 Levesque Levesque the third. You know, more stamping of his name all over uh, Fed Creative and um yeah it's it's been an interesting week to say the least
0: it sure has And if only yeah if only we with hindsight that we can not watch the bad wrestling and only watch the good wrestling we would save ourselves a lot of time that's for sure
1: save me a lot of time i have watched i used to complain about watching a 3 hour show of raw and i would fast forward through that and it would be about 45 minutes and i have watched three separate g1 shows raw smackdown uh aw dark aw rampage aw dynamite all this week
0: bless your heart hot dang
1: um um this man over here pt trying to get me to watch impact as well <laughs> just i'll like, watch enough impact watch enough.
0: new japan strong just yeah all all the shows all the shows
1: every single show yeah yeah. yeah yeah
0: trying to get you to watch the g uh the g the uh, gcw shows as well and
1: <laughs> I've had yeah, we enough have a mock cardona
0: so maybe maybe that's something could potentially come down the road with some uh kind of exclusive content for uh supporters potentially definitely let yeah. us know if you're interested in in seeing other things being covered as well
1: definitely definitely
0: all right, well, we appreciate everybody checking us out and everything also special. Thank you to folks who have been uh, Checking out the YouTube channel as well. We've been got we in this past week or so We've got a little extra surge on the views as well as a couple extra f- subs on YouTube So guys, thank you so much again for checking us out and and all the comments and all the, the thumbs ups and all that stuff The likes we definitely appreciate it. So thank you.
1: Yeah, we were definitely working hard on um... the the content we 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 kind of put out you know our opinions we're not trying to make them funny we're just trying to bring the funniest stuff we're trying to bring you know the most creative stuff we can and obviously the editing of mr pt here has helped some of that uh has helped some of that push on out to yourself so thank you very much for the likes the follows the comments um everything that uh, you've shown us thus far
0: yes definitely for sure much appreciated and of course, as the aforementioned, you can find us in video form at youtube.com slash and in an audio form wherever you get your podcasts from. On this week's episode, we look at big returns to WWE, and we're also going to be looking at the Champa winning and earning a United States Championship title match and the implications of that as well as how that impacts creative overall. But coming up first, big returns to WWE. So as we saw earlier this past week, we saw the return of Bailey after more than a year away from television, and she did not come alone. She ended up coming with, of course, Dakota Kai and the now renamed Io Shirai to Io Sky. So absolutely incredible surprise return from bailey of course at summerslam and uh it was quite interesting to uh to notice so we'll start off before because we have a couple other returns we're going to talk about so for starters the a return of bailey dakota and the debuting of eo sky now renamed what were your thoughts when you first saw that at summerslam
1: the the match was really good, like legitimately. Before you get into the return, you have to like set it up with how good this match was, with Bianca and, uh, and Becky. Becky just kind of putting on a clinic of a really good match. Um, I didn't think to myself that there could be anything else after this supposed face turn of of Becky after the match. And then all of a sudden, like Billy's music, you know the 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 sort of choir ah kind of went went across the arena. I got goosebumps. You and I have both been talking about how much we want Billy on a couple of our uh, on a couple of our review shows of of our um,
0: previous uh, our shows
1: that we that we've put out um, for predictions is the, the actual word I was looking for, um, and we wanted Billy to come back. You know, big fan of Bailey. Uh, absolutely love her, uh, her heel run currently. And I'm glad to see she has come back in that heel run. She's not come back as you often see, sort of everybody pops and goes, Yeah, oh my goodness, you're so amazing. And we love you. And they come back and they make a save or they do something, you know, really baby-facing. Um, Her coming out with this faction of uh, the and EO Sky. Yeah, like, and they give each of them a little bit of time to breathe, as if it was like, you know, they bring Bailey out, she walks down the walkway, and then she stops. She goes, I'm not alone. And then Dakota Kai comes out, I'm are like, Wait, what? Dakota Kai, got, Dakota Kai got released, right? She got thrown out the door. What's going on here? And then she stops, and like, Wait, there can't be more, can there? They're like who's this going to be? Is this going to be Sasha Banks? Is this going to be Naomi? Like what's going to happen here? Eos EOS Shirai Io Sky comes down and you're just like, wait, what? What's going on? We're actually pulling the trigger on this, and you just kind of look at them coming down to the ring, and then you know the whole meet up in the ring with Becky getting back in and going, "Do you want to fight now?" And <laughs> you saw the completion of the face turn. And then you got the the, the heels on one side and, you know, Becky Bianca on the other. It's like goosebumps. Really, honestly, nothing I can say other than straight goosebumps.
0: 100%. um, And that's, again, not taking anything away from the amazing pay-per-view event match opener that was uh, Bianca uh, facing off against Becky. Those ladies were giving it socks, putting in all the effort. It was later found out that Becky ended up, unfortunately, separating her shoulder sort of early to mid way through the match. But yep. to get it out and, and finish the match and still put on an amazing performance. And then I do love the notion too, that we were letting Bianca breathe all of a sudden boom, music hits Bailey, oh huge crowd pop again. So I love the fact that gave it breathe and then she stops midway, bam, Dakota also and then finally, EO. So I, I 100% agree that I love the fact that they were able to let it breathe and give these ladies an entrance. And it was phenomenal that the crowd response was so huge because it's one of those things, obviously, you'd, you'd expect a large reaction to Bailey And then again, Dakota Kai, the farthest she'd gotten was a couple tag team championships, at least from the WWE pers- fans' perspective. Couple of tag team championships in NXT, so that's sort of her piece most well known. Did a handful of uh, dark matches on the television tapings, as well as a a spot here or there and a a battle royale kind of with WrestleMania. But other than that, that was kind of what she was known for. To see her get a huge pop was phenomenal. And again, Corey Graves like she doesn't even work here type of thing. And then of course EO again getting another huge pop. Again, mostly known in terms of WWE fans for her run in uh, NXT. So, really, really great stuff. I mean, I think it was phenomenal. It was absolutely, I got goosebumps. I was like, yo, let's go, man, let's go. So, really, yeah. really kind of starting off the show hot and just kind of making making a huge impression to start off that show with those debuts.
1: Yeah. You know, whenever the, like these NXT stars have this iconic music, Eo Shirai had that iconic music and I'm so glad she got to keep it like just her music hitting I was like that's Eo's music what what's going on here like legitimately I think the fact that I recognized uh hers and Dakota's music even ever so slightly as well as Bailey's obviously because but Bailey's been on the on the uh the main roster for a long long time now even though she's had hers change like just hearing that music pop, it kind of built me up to really hype the excitement that this was happening. And they didn't do a lights on, lights off gimmick, or or you know, straight up run through the crowd, pop. Um, they didn't do anything that was so underhanded. Uh, they had these these uh, three stars just come out down the ring, uh, down the rampway, sorry, towards the ring, and just have. The adulation of the crowd screaming at them. It was great. Um, you could definitely see that some of them were holding back. The smiles were trying to look tough and angry. And uh, nobody told that to Bianca, though. Bianca was in the ring going, Yeah. yeah. And she was like, this big grin, kind of like, yeah. I'm trying to look super shocked and angry. And it's like, Oh are you serious this is happening right now i can't believe this nobody told me and uh yeah i think that was one of the funnier moments like she was trying to act like you know whenever you see a star in the ring that knows they're about to be uh jumped and then all you know they're they're kind of like what's what's going on you know where's all this coming from no bianca was just (laughs) absolutely forgot that the cameras were there i was excited for her friends to be there because you know these ladies have had some battles in NXT before and uh, now the uh, the fans of the main roster get to see what's about to happen.
0: Whenever you can have genuine reactions and gen- had to genuine surprises it's always great because it doesn't come off as fake it comes off as real. And to that point about Bianca's reaction she was like oh what hey like your back type of thing. That was really good. And to the to the other point of the fans, again, having the way they were presented, big deal. Each individual entrance, bam, give it some time to breathe. So it made there had been conjecture under previous management how if folks were transitioning brands and specifically from NXT to either Raw or SmackDown, there was a lack or a sort of drop off in sort of presentation or kind of this big deal feel to them and that was not missing on this particular show with all three of these ladies so definitely uh, trips just making his uh, impression and feelings known with just specifically there the presentation of these ladies
1: Yep, yeah, big old stamp on that show and uh, right at the start to uh there was definitely moments of that throughout this pay-per-view, premium line event, Um, but he has done his best since gaining control to um I mean he he can put his favorites forward all he wants it all he wants. It's how Vince did it, right? Vince put his favorites forward and he gave them the the best shot that he could. Uh, because he saw what he wanted to see in the big uh you know the big horses the big men fighting uh and he wanted the you know the super tall guys the jacked guys didn't want any of the flippy dippy stuff um saw those guys as not worthy of titles or whatever you know the conjecture may be but uh Paul Levesque has this different view uh to what to what makes a wrestler and speaking of big returns, wrestler, wrestling and hospitals have also returned to the vernacular of the superstars and that is exactly what an awful lot of wrestling uh, has happened this week, it's returned to WWE, he has put the wrestling back in World Wrestling Entertainment. Even though it is sort of just, um, it doesn't actually stand for that anymore if you look at the corporation. Um, it's one of these things that not only has this amazing stable comeback, but there there is now uh, a sort of new life, uh, almost birthed in WWE as of this last week, people seem more energized by the fact that we're not stuck under a regime uh there is hope in the the fandom uh surrounding wwe that we can see some of these stars get pushed that we don't have to always see um you know repeat matches we don't have to see rematches we don't have to see the same thing over and over and over again granted we saw the new day versus uh you know, the, the new vicious Viking, Raiders. Viking Raiders. Um, whether or not that was just because it was Kofi versus Eric, I think it was, or Ivar, whichever one it was. Eric. Uh, Eric, thank you. Um, you know, even though we've seen that a million times before, we're not going to see that going forward. Like, there are going to be more things going forward. And you know what was great this week? We didn't see the Street Profits take on the Usu.
0: Yeah, that was fun speaking of rematches.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like it was a big return in the sense that there was not it wasn't there. Like it was great. It was a big return to new stuff. Um, and I feel like that has been um super uh galvanizing factor in his outlook towards the way he wants to drive and, and lead the ship um, from Triple H's point of view, uh, that he wants to give us stuff that maybe, yes, we would have seen in NXT. Um, but it's definitely a case of, we're going to see a lot of new stuff to the main roster as it were.
0: Yeah. There's sprinkling of Triple H kind of putting his stamp on there. You spoke, you spoke about terms like wrestling wrestler like hospital it's no longer this sort of weird vernacular like you you're allowing the talent to kind of actually say the words that are okay in television are okay in english and it's you know type of thing like you don't have to sound sort of robotic or kind of weird lexicon as as it were type of thing you see the sprinkling of these big presentations and these little tweaks and stuff so There's definitely some, some changes abound again, that I'm very, very thankful for Uh, the, and lastly, onto that point about the lack of just constant rematches or retreading kind of the same old things. And speaking of trips, just putting his kind of stamp on the showcase itself, the aforementioned debut of Bailey, Dakota and EO, they were featured four different times on raw itself. You had the backstage beatdown of Becky. And then you had the backstage interview where Bailey said it was about the new group and the fans will see soon. And then into uh, saying hello to the Usos. You ended up having them interfere in the Alexa Bliss Oscar match. And then subsequently EO facing off against Bianca. So you had a nice little piece of, again, you had a big return they weren't forgotten about. They weren't explicitly shoved down our throats in kind of weird segments, but it seemed the fact that they were featured multiple times where many times women segments, all right, we have to have one per show. All right. uh, Pick two ladies to get featured and then, you know, check mark type of thing like that, where it wasn't the case again, big return, big featured. They were put into at least uh storylines and or segments that kind of sort of made sense and had sort of that late nineties, early 2000s sort of attitude era. We have a story that flows throughout the show type of thing, um, which was very, very nice. So yeah, definitely presenting them as big deals.
1: Yeah. It definitely reminded me of those, like the, the way you said, like the, the late nineties, the attitude, uh, sort of leading into the ruthless aggression era as well. Where you would have this the big story of the night is going to be whether or not X star turns up. We're going to keep an eye out on this from the very start of the show right up until the end of the show. Well they made their presence known. Then we got um, then we got to hear from them. then they made another statement, basically putting the the women's locker room on notice, and then they backed up what they were saying. Unfortunately, they did have a match against Bianca Belair, who is, unfortunately, Roman Reigns, and cannot lose. So we had to have a screwy finish. I didn't like it. I don't think that she should have been the one to have this match. I feel like it should have been um, possibly Asuka and uh, Alexa in a tag match against Io and Dakota. That would have been the better match and have EO and Dakota go over um, because it would have given us a view to maybe Bailey trying to throw in for the um for the, the 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 big belt the one that Bianca has, plus the fact that you had to land it into the screwy finish uh you, so one thing you don't want these groups to to be known for is to be centered around screwy finishes Mm -hmm. uh cheating too often cheating and getting caught is different from cheating and getting getting away with it and they didn't get away with any cheating there wasn't actually any cheating as far as i can see it was just uh it was just sort of a little bit of back and forth banter and then it was an all-out brawl so um it was a little bit disappointing in that regard uh but definitely whenever you look at that show it is going to be known more for this group that wants control um i would like to have a definitive name for billy's uh group of individuals um because currently anytime i say that they want control i'm just thinking of the uh, adam share tweet uh underneath her initial tweet was your narrative and i'm like please no please i mean to
0: be fair Bailey is controlling her narrative.
1: She is, but let's not, okay? Let's not. Um, yeah, it, it, it's definitely a nice narrative change, though, uh, to see that um, the division is being put on notice. Um, not by Charlotte, not by anyone returning. But by new blood in Sky Shirai, Sky yeah, Io Sky Dakota Kai coming in along with the returning Billy. Um, like it's nice to see those two new individuals getting that extra rocket boost just by being close to Billy.
0: Yeah, I, I do like their sort of presentation throughout Raw. I do. I will agree that the the only kind of stumble I saw was the screwy. Finish to the Bianca and EO Sky match. But it was one of those, to your point, about we want to make sure that Bianca looks strong. We want to make sure that EO still looks strong, obviously, uh, now debuting on Raw. So it was kind of one of those, well, somebody, we have to have a finish. We don't necessarily want either of them to lose. So kind of we had the sort of scree finish where it was basically ended in a no contest, which is kind of all right. But yeah, it was one of those how are we gonna play it sort of EO stepped up to face Bianca Bada a bing bada boom So yeah, so I mean and again just we had some to to your last point about Something refreshing something kind of new something different, which again, I'm not necessarily mad at it's one of those things That'll just be all right. we can uh, we can do some stuff here We could see some changes some some fresh things no no constant rematches no No constant Elias versus X person for six weeks. Uh, The New Day versus, you know, it was the Usos and then it was the Street Profits and now it's the Viking Raiders or heavens forbid, literally, Street Profits versus the Usos in some form of iteration for almost eight straight weeks. So yeah, it was nice to have something different and refreshing.
1: Yeah, and, and hopefully then that just means that we're going to walk on a, a a path less walked uh by WWE up to this point and that is giving other people the spotlight uh because Triple H has come out and said before in interviews that 3 hours of television is really difficult to write for uh but this is one decent way to maintain uh a narrative throughout that 3 hour show break it up into sections that you give Um, You know, you can even have completely different groups have control of the segments at different times. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing this sort of thing happen, and then uh, for it to go quiet for a week or two, and then to happen again, and to see what happens going forward um, between this new group, and maybe possibly even more big returns because of what's happening next week, PT. Of course.
0: so. Uh, To that one final point I wouldn't be mad if they brought back sort of narrative threads throughout a show to help kind of Keep it not necessarily contained but to help navigate the waters and you can have now new stars and more stars be featured on shows so you don't have to feel like you have to have constant rematches and speaking of new stars and new people and new returns Killer slash Carrion Cross and Scarlett returned on this past week's SmackDown. Of course, we had the ending segment on SmackDown where Roman Reigns was holding court and doing his town hall. Out comes Drew McIntyre and essentially doesn't want to wait till the Clash at the Castle for his championship match against Roman for the belts and what happens? Some black and white, some Eerie music, and of course we see an individual at the entranceway, and well, bam, Pearl Harvard, as gorilla Monsoon would say, and we see Drew get <laughs> blindsided by the returning carrion cross, so big with presentation his hair. with his hair, yes, so a little bit of change in the presentation from the aforementioned we saw him previously where. He would come out by himself and he would have a slightly different attire, a take on one of his sort of takeover attires with kind of like that so sort of Roman gladiator piece, but they added sort of suspenders and a helmet type of thing, but the call them what it is
1: pT. Yeah. they put him in a gimp mask, basically, yeah. and they just so. sent him out to the ring. It was awful.
0: Shout outs to Pulp fiction, of course. But the missing element which made his presentation huge in NXT was uh, Scarlett. So the return of her and the impact that he made on Drew and the stare down with uh, Roman towards the end of the episode made him, again, much like Bailey, Dakota, and EO, have their presentation be pronounced and their presence felt and made a big impact. So, again, Kira... Carrion, which he'll probably be known as in the WWE once again, and Scarlett returning on SmackDown.
1: Yeah, so I've, I've seen I've seen some uh, opinions about this already, about how Carrion uh, Cross has been portrayed previously. We've already mentioned how his look was in The Terrible Mask, the losing in five seconds to Jeff Hardy. It was an obvious slap in the face to a star that Paul Tripps Levesque h Esquire the Third was trying to create and build and bring up and elevate, and it was a slap in the face to just crush him under really really bad display art. Now, we have seen uh some Battle of the microphones where such stars as Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano have mentioned lacing boots of wives and, and and themselves, and that is all well and good. I also saw a tweet of Drew McIntyre saying, did I just get uh, run over by the guy who came out in a gimp mask? And to be honest, okay, and this, this is me just looking at everything from an outsider's point of view and trying to point out the fact that Drew McIntyre was once the chosen one of one Vincent Kennedy McMahon who only found his finisher, the Claymore, by wearing pants that were too tight for him in a tag match with 3MB long after he was discarded as the up-and-comer. okay? We (laughs) We also had in the ring a man who somehow got the entire WWE universe to boo The Rock. As in Roman Reigns. So I think we can forgive Carrion, Killer, Stephen, Mark, and Jacob, whatever his name is. We can forgive him for poor presentation because that was done by one spiteful old man. And if you don't want to forgive him for that terrible presentation, just take a look at what that entrance with Scarlet did for him because she, Took all of the eyes onto her, made this absolutely amazing presentation, and then he does not have to say a single thing except punch you straight in the jaw. So, yes, I don't care that he wore the GIMP mask and lost to Jeff Hardy in three seconds. Just like I don't care that, you know, the Scottish psychopath used to be the Scottish guy with the really tight pants that couldn't. You know, throw a kick, just like the the Rock's cousin got us to boom. I don't care about those things because what happens now is we get to see what could have been. And what could have been is going to come real soon, when you see what Carrion has to offer in terms of the big monster man.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. So there is a lot of, I guess, kind of. Mentions or not. I wouldn't say teasing is the wrong word, but The mentioning of again previous things like you said drew with the gimp mass type of thing like that And then again people pointing out the Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano kind of like Oh, what's going on with this guy type of thing? You can't uh, wrestle, you know paraphrasing of course type of thing You can't lace can't lace Candace's boots type of thing What remains to be seen is that you can kind of go away for a little bit kind of come back and have essentially be positioned well and get a couple weeks a month's worth of big booking and you can kind of change all that you said you mentioned we have a couple example just from the people you mentioned the rock with the uh, the fuzz top and the kind of flex cavana and uh, all that other thing rocky my changed it up boom different presentation rock big deal Roman constantly being shoved down our faces You know the uh, the aforementioned being booed alongside the rock type of thing boom changes the presentation now folks are more accepting of him type of thing again Drew McIntyre was kind of in a lull went away for a little bit big presentation boom big deal so it's one of those things that you can have a moment where if you are presented well and you have the ability to kind of let your personality and your athleticism shine Put yourself in the right spot. It was something that the Paul Heyman used to say in ECW, hide the negatives, accentuate the positives. And if you work to people's strengths, you can be presented well, you can be, you can have really good results when you put them in situations where they're set up for success.
1: Yeah. There are people out there who are in the business who are terrible on the microphone, but we don't care because they're really really good in the ring either as a powerhouse or as a technical wrestler see for the longest time rock lesnar he could not talk his way out of a wet paper bag that man could literally rip me limb from limb and he obviously loves to break rings as we've seen uh, as we've seen him do many occasion but only until recently has he been anything good on the on the mic and it's because he's kind of riffing on what Paul Heyman used to say with his name and you know calling himself the big farm boy and all this here and just having an absolute laugh with it not everybody's going to be good on the mic you need that different presentation for these individuals not everybody's going to be an Adam Cole on the mic and Adam Cole in the ring a Johnny Gargano on the mic and in the ring you know these are these are talents uh, uh, like, we'll use them again, the rock on the mic. You know, these guys are not, Um, they're not supposed to be uh, absolutely eye-grabbing, but somehow they are, because they have everything. And it's because they are allowed to accentuate what they have, and we hide what they don't have. What they don't have is height and power. And you know this this big, monstrous aura, so we we let them put on their classics, we let them put on their shows, we let them say what needs to be said. sometimes I could do with a little bit less of what Adam Cole and Johnny Gargano has to say to be honest. I don't particularly find them interesting to be allowed to to try and get the point across for twenty minutes um but equally, if you have something coming in with a monstrous aura. Um, or something that is just spooky, which is what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be this spooky monster man.
0: Yeah, big intimidating. Yeah.
1: With, with this siren, uh, of his wife, you know, she, she doesn't exactly say much. She just puts that little, um, that little hourglass. We are glass and the ring in front of the, the hell is this all about? It's like, well, yeah, well, you're put on notice essentially without saying so much. You're put on notice, Night-Roman. So, I like to see different presentation for different people, because if everybody was presented the same way, it would be boring.
0: It's like you took the words literally out of my mind and my mouth, because that, that was the point I was going to agree with you, that if everything was the same, everyone had the same look, talked the same, had the same gear, did the same moves... It wouldn't be interesting because it's so homogenous. There's kind of nothing different. I think that's why folks like these different characters. It's because of how they carry themselves, what their character is, the way they look, the way their gear is, the way they kind of talk, all these different things. That's why it's a variety show. You have, you have guys that can be great in the ring. You guys can do the high-flying. You guys that can cut a great promo, have a different look. You can kind of get behind... I like this guy because you know, X, Y, Z. So again, having some differences is always nice. You know, sometimes you don't always want vanilla ice cream. You're just like, all right, I've had vanilla ice cream, you know, for the past couple of years. I want to try something different. Ooh, this is different. I like this. Okay. I'm okay with kind of something different. So again, having some differences is always okay.
1: Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah.
0: So it remains to be seen as Carrion just redebuted on this past week's episode of SmackDown, kind of how that's going to perlay, potentially figuring out a way to potentially end up some kind of match with maybe Roman, maybe with uh, Drew. We'll kind of see type of thing, but, yeah, but we'll kind of see how I, I that do, flows.
1: I do see him sort of entering into a entering into a program with drew here a little bit uh before the drew versus roman match we'll have a drew versus roman face off before clash of the castle uh next month and um yeah it's it's definitely looking like uh the vested interest from roman is there in in carrion and um maybe it's carrying trying to progress through the path of least resistance towards the title that he should have been pushed towards from the very beginning
0: yeah so we'll see how this story plays itself out but we had one more announcement coming on smackdown itself the women's world tag team championships the titles will be returning with the tournament beginning on this coming episode of Monday Night Raw and in culminating at Clash of the Castle. So, a return of the aforementioned Women's Tag Team Championship, which again have been missing slash vacated since late May when Sasha Banks and Naomi walked into head of talent relation John Laurenitis' office and put them down on the desk and walked out. So, It only took them two and a half plus months to uh, to figure something out. But now we hear new uh, new management. We are now returning in the Women's Tag Team Championship.
1: Yeah, there was obviously talk that um, Sasha and Naomi let down the fans. Um, We all know what that was code for. They let down one individual. That one individual was spiteful enough to then take it out on. Uh, the the title belts that they held because we were told we were going to be getting a tournament to decide the new winners uh, like you said, since May where has that been? it is now August and it's culminating in September so please, if you have any idea what that guy was smoking send it my way because I'm pretty sure it was strong stuff he just forgot about a set of titles Whenever he was letting it on that we're supposed to be disappointed, no, but thankfully we have someone who is of sound, you know, mind and body that has remembered that these existed, because it looked for a while there that um, even the NXT women's titles, uh, women's tag titles, were being thrown in the bin, literally as well as figuratively. Um, So the fact that these are making a return is fantastic, and that also opens up to the fact that um, you know well well maybe the rumors of Sasha Naomi returning they may have a vested interest in this tournament having not really technically lost them
0: yeah so it's quite interesting to note again we have the announcement of the return of the women's tag team championship and the aforementioned NXT women's tag team championship and in the course of three weeks, we have a title change, boom, a dissension with the tag team, Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez. Following the very week, next week. Lit, and then the, then the following week, we have Cora put dump her title in the bin. And then on the fourth week, so it's, you know, in the course of essentially a month type of thing. But now, literally, in about four weeks' time, with all that sort of elements going on with the NXT Women's Championship, they're just like, hey, next week, Four-team elimination match, boom, new champions. So it only, it was still on sort of the forefront. It wasn't like, nobody, let's not talk about this, let's not do anything. They pulled the trigger, they made a decision, bam. Okay, you know, this this actually means something. We're going to have the opportunity for the women here in NXT, bam. And then we had uh, Casey Catanzaro with the new name, Katana Chance. And, uh, her partner, uh, who's literally just the name, uh, popped out of my head. Apologies. Caden, uh, Caden, not Caden Cross (laughs) and and Cross, uh, Caden Mm. Carter. So Caden Carter and Katana Chance, the, uh, formerly known as Casey Catanzaro winning the championship. So again, it was one of those where, okay, well we can see bam, You can do something literally with these titles. So. Whether or not that was forgotten about, they kind of had some bad flavor under the old management, whatever the case may be, you can now see, ma'am, if you have a storyline with those women's tag team titles, you can kind of see, you can still have them done. You can still have things moving around them. So, notwithstanding, good to see them now have being brought back. And again, the possible r- rumors that uh, at least Sasha might be considering becoming back. Again, there's no announcement at this moment in time of recording, but yeah, it's one of those things that for all these returns and reintroductions and possible returns, it's good. It gives, again, it gives us hope. It gives us excitement for the future. It has us potentially wanting to tune in and, and see kind of what's going to happen next.
1: Yeah, it definitely does um, add in that element of, well, what is happening? We don't know what's going to happen. Whereas before we were like, well, there's at least going to be six matches on this show, uh, about two hours worth of ads, and five of the six matches are probably going to be rematches from last week. And one of those matches is going to end up, you know, in a DQ. You know, you're pretty much guaranteed to be right if you thought that that was the the sort of bread and butter formula that VKM wanted to go with each and every week because I'm pretty sure he forgot like he he had that one formula written down and he forgot that he used it last week and that was from you know somewhere in the early 90s he written that on a, on a napkin somewhere and he just has it in his pocket it's like, this seems like a good formula sure let's do that um, and it's just one of those things that we're we're thankful to see more returns um of of um competent use of the individuals that are here as well we don't always have to see roman reigns uh on the show like i i don't mind him being away for weeks at a time because he's not in prominent storytelling position um i don't need to have my big champion Uh, thrown down the throat of of the universe every single week i don't need that because how else am i meant to believe that anyone could take you on when you're on the show every week beating up everybody else or getting into matches that protect you like that doesn't give me any doubt as to maybe you can maybe you can lose this title what's going on with this title um and it definitely doesn't build anybody up so now we have these returns we have more titles for people to be chasing Uh, we see them being used we have some people with new presentation uh, coming in Uh, we have the rumors of possible more returns which would be super good because these names that we have that are returning like your Bailey like your Sasha Banks the recent return of Asuka then the the pending return uh, of uh, Becky Lynch in a few months time once she's gotten over the uh, over the shoulder separation uh whatever that's that's all fully healed up and she's qualified to come back uh, and the eventual return of of course Miss Charlotte you will have these absolute leaders uh of the industry um being able to show people like Aaliyah, like Shotzi, like Sky, like Kai, like all these new uh all this new blood that has that has come through developmental scene they will then be the next leaders of that locker room and i cannot wait to see these newer talent take over from bailey and sasha and everybody else you know what i mean we have seen it already with bianca like bianca is an nxt talent born and bred she's not an indie darling she was a track and field star so the fact that she has come up through these returns are only going to lend themselves to the enhancement of further talent and uh, can only push that scene up further.
0: Agreed. Exciting times coming, all these returns, potential returns, more opportunities, less rematches, new kind of feuds, all these different things leading to just fun times for an exciting television show to watch. So, definitely for sure, we are excited for the future and. and... It, we're not going to have returns every week or, you know, this is a, this is a big, for, this is a big week for returns and excitement, but we have more excitement and kind of, uh, hope for the future again, like we talked about last week.
1: Yeah. People might've been able to tell I did get my supply of hopium. Uh, my, my supplies of copium are running low and I'm not trying to uh, replenish those. My supplies of hopium have, uh, have definitely come through this week. So like you said for the future, i uh, am looking very much forward to it, especially whenever it comes to Women's wrestling in WWE.
0: But those were our thoughts on the returns of all these folks as well in the titles. Definitely let us know what your thoughts were on the returns of the superstars and titles and the potential returns as well. Let us know in the comments down below on YouTube or on Twitter and Instagram. All right, and coming up to our other topic here, champa earns a United States championship match. So. We decided to talk about this particular piece, and it might have seemed like a kind of smaller segment that happened on Raw, but it lends itself and it gives its credence to a larger piece that's kind of going on in the inner workings and the storytelling and the piece of what's going on in terms of the championship and kind of how it's presented. So what we have here is a foregoing of the quote-unquote open challenge Peace is kind of what I was gonna drive at here, and I myself have a love hate relationship with with open challenge. I understand that the the nature of an open challenge it can kind of give any random person kind of an opportunity. The first one to come out here gets the title shot against me, the champion, but I kind of don't like the idea of an open challenge in in and of itself, it's because the it's supposed to make feel like having a championship opportunity, having a title shot is important. We saw it with the Intercontinental Championship with Gunther been like I'm not doing an open challenge. I can't prepare. I don't know who's coming at me. That doesn't make sense, stupid. We see things like the AEW Women's Championship where we had the notion of a pre-show promo at one point where Thunder Rosa says like I'm giving an open challenge and it was answered by Marina Shafir, like it wasn't even put on the show, for example. We've seen in the past the United States Championship with John Cena doing it, amongst other people. The TNT Championship, obviously with with Cody and Scorpio Sky and Sammy and all these folks doing kind of open challenge. Ricky uh, Ricky Starks, most recently with the FTW Championship, doing that thing. The TBS Championship with Jade now, with Madison Rain being answered the quote-unquote open challenge. So it... I, in KFABE, it's like, all right, you know, I just need competition. So give me who you got because I can run through all these people or I'm just going to give anybody an opportunity. But sort of in reality, kind of lends itself to kind of lazy storytelling, t- lazy kind of booking, where it's just like, we're not building up these championships. We're not making it important to, you have to earn a title shot. You have to earn a championship opportunity type of thing. So, like I said, have a love hate relationship with open challenges but i do like the fact that it wasn't just thrown together random at the beginning of raw we're having a title match between bobby lashley and this person like no you got to earn that joint so i do i do like the sort of changing of the element
1: yeah i i'm definitely of the same mindset as you when it comes to open challenges open challenges lend themselves to lazy storytelling, lazy writing, and um, just a title that makes no sense to hold. Um, If you look at any of the previous uh, titles that have had their uh, open challenge status um, challenged, um, you kind of seem to find that no one will win the open challenge unless it is the previous title holder who went away due to injury or has been gone from TV or is a big enough name to warrant the, well, I'm coming back, I need I need to have a title because I'm synonymous with winning. So you have someone like the Sami Guevara's of the world throw out a TNT title shot to absolutely everybody. Well, he's just going to run over it so he can be enhanced no he's just having you know a five minute showdown with someone where he throws himself over the top of the ropes like th- there's nothing new there i don't know who your competitor is i don't know why you're doing this your title makes no sense now granted it's still better than the uh the storyline that they got into with scorpio sky but i digress and then you have the whole um you have the whole United States Open challenge, which arguably was only good under John Cena because he brought out such names like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, who were in, in NXT or the debuting at the time in Sami Zayn's case, to the main roster. Like he, he was bringing out new talent to showcase what they could do because he was synonymous with the brat. So in my opinion if you are bringing out an open challenge then you have to be synonymous with that title you have to be seen to be defending that title against top tier individuals for a spell and then say i am now issuing an open challenge to get away from the fact that you need to have a story written for you so if you have successful title defenses in the case of john cena against individuals like Jam- john john bradshaw layfield or ray mysterio here at the time well they don't want to be in that title scene anymore they want to be pushing after the big belts at that time so john cena still has this belt well how do we make it worth our while because he's the face of our company we have him bring in new talent we have them showcase and that's how you do it you don't have your new talent Showcase your old talent, which is what these, um, which is what these uh, open challenges sort of became, and then you have your lame Duck uh, title holders uh, issuing open challenges off screen. Like, cool. I have a real sour note with AW Women's title right now. I am not a fan of the way they're playing with Thunder Rosa. And the fact that they even did this and then dropped it shows you just how much they this did not work. So I don't know why they moved it onto the TBS title, because it didn't work for your AEW women's title. It's not going to work for, uh, for Jade. Just keep feeding her people until she gets to 50-0 and 0 and then take the title off her. Give her the AEW women's belt so that she can make that even bigger. You know what I mean? But they need to sort that out. An open challenge is not the way to go for her.
0: Yeah, I am a, of the agreement that if you're giving someone this trophy, right, the, the notion of a championship belt makes you, all right, if you're in storyline or in kayfabe saying, this is an important trophy, this is an important token, the person that we put it on is, is a big deal and will help, and the title will help the person and the person will help the title. And this is important and this is an important trophy that you should be fighting over and type of thing if you if you build it up to be a big deal then the fans and us can believe that it's a big deal and when you start to kind of do sort of things that kind of undercut that it becomes confusing and then and you potentially lose investment or kind of lose stake within this trophy within this person holding this 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 belt and this and this thing so the notion of, again, it's just, I don't know. I, I always felt like it, it should be important, because that's what you're wanting us to believe. And these, these ideals that it should be fought for and it should be earned to have the opportunity to fight for this trophy, to fight for this title. So um, as we bring it full circle and kind of bring it back around... We had this, we had this notion of, all right, this is important. This is not just going to give away a random uh, non-announced matchup here on Raw. All right, we're going to do, we're going to have two triple threat matches, six men going to fight to then get into a singles match, and then that singles match then earns the championship opportunity against Bobby Lashley. So we had an opportunity to see six men. Again, we haven't had triple threat matches happen really on Raw in quite a long time we got an opportunity to see the, the first match was Champa, Chad, Gable, and Dolph. So, you know, we haven't got really a chance to see kind of that matchup before, really, between those three. And then the second matchup was Miz, Mustafa Ali, and AJ Styles. Again, interesting combination and a nice opportunity to kind of showcase, say, hey, do something different. Different combination of folks. And then we subsequently had, had AJ as well as Tommaso Champa win the individual matchups. And that was a cool matchup that we really haven't seen before, and then obviously Tommaso Ciampa earning the win over AJ. So mind the fact is not
1: how I saw it happening. Yeah, for sure. With AJ Styles in that match, I did not think Ciampa was getting that win.
0: So we, for those that aren't aware, Triple H was a big Tommaso Ciampa supporter, and he had him hold the NXT Championship and be featured quite prominently in NXT, and this could be a byproduct of that. Having giving Ciampa an opportunity, giving him a little bit of a push, as they would say, and kind of of bringing him back to sort of a little bit more of that prominent type of thing. So I'm not mad at it. Again, gets us away from constant rematches, brings a little bit different flavor, brings the variety, made it feel important. You have to fight this pseudo gauntlet just to get an opportunity at unofficially the biggest belt on Raw type of thing. So I'm not mad at it
1: yeah what i really liked about this is the fact that um whenever they were talking about the uh about the opportunity Miz made the comment that champa wasn't helping him but he's going to go out and help champa despite that um and so you can sort of see even though they had been put together because i don't know vince thought that Miz needed a heater for some reason um you, you, you've got the uh, Triple H regime showing that we're going to start tearing these two apart here. It, like I, I want you all to know that even though I've taken over, I'm still going to have to work with what I've got and pull these apart gradually, otherwise it'll be stupid. Um, and it looks like he is going to try and pull these two apart, which is great. Um, and no more is that evident in the fact that champa gets the victory here and pushes towards big bobby lashers and i kind of do hate this if only to be selfish and silly i really like bobby lashley i really like Tommaso champa or champa as he's known. so it's hard for me to look at this and go yeah, this is this is going to be um, really easy to call, because it's not—I kind of mm. want Ciampa to win, but only if we put Bobby in the main title scene. If we take this off Bobby and we let him languish for a little bit, kind of pointless, but then do you have Ciampa, you know, earn this title and then not do anything with it? Like, I, I don't understand kind of what you can do to appease everyone. I know people out there will want Ciampa to win this, but I just don't see how you can get over the Bobby Lashley thing. Uh, Champa still has that sort of ingrained uh, feud with The Miz that could be happening, so that'll be really super good. Um, and this has all come about because of the absolute seething uh, promo that um, Ciampa did before SummerSlam at Madison Square Gardens, I believe it was, at Ray's uh, 20, uh, 20th anniversary, um, whenever he was talking about uh, Logan Paul. Like, give the man a mic, don't script him, and that's what you get. You get pure amazing awesomeness. You know, it, it was it was a great promo, and he's a great talent, and it's going to be amazing to see where he can go uh, with the time he has in WWE.
0: The nature of, I don't think we, maybe under previous management, would ever have gotten a matchup between Bobby Lashley versus Tommaso Ciampa, with them both being positioned as legitimate and kind of big deals. Obviously, Bobby, for World Championship, now united states championship holder the presentation of champa has changed and it's skewing a little bit back to how he was presented as a big deal in nxt so i do like the the nature of a fresh matchup i do like just again because it's two guys that are that are athletic and skilled different builds type of thing so i think the champa and bobby lashley match is going to be just solid regardless of whoever wins obviously um Part of me wants both guys to win and both guys to be pushed and kind of how we navigate the waters, this type of thing. But it's one of those where I, I'm, I'm all for it. Different presentation, different matchups. Like when was, when was the last time you'd ever think of, man, like what an interesting kind of first time matchup, like Tommaso Ciampa, Chad Gable, Dolph, like, you know, Dolph really hasn't been featured, you know, post the NXT title run more recently, but he did that thing i'm gonna stand on the the 1980s podium near the crowd at the near the entrance ramp and kind of laugh at veer mahan i think was the thing with with bobby rude type of type of thing like three or four weeks ago randomly and wasn't
1: Omas kind of, with mvp ma- yeah excuse they me making fun of that's
0: what it is it was Omas and mvp like we did that and then randomly you know okay Dolph's kind of and he did that match tact match with aj type of thing like Cool. like let's just again you have some talent you know where wherever they at in their careers whether they're you know i've got some more seasoning whether they're kind of new whether they're way presented let's we have them on the roster utilize them the fact that mustafa ali was put into a a match again with aj and miz two guys arguably miz and aj who get featured more on the shows than mustafa ali is Mustafa is a fun talent He, uh, you know, given, given the right opportunity, the kid can go in the ring, you know, I'm sure given the thing he can, he can, he's shown flashes of being able to speak well on the mic. So again, you have talent. Let's rotate them in, you know, showcase them, have some fun. You don't have to have rematches, everything where I'm going with this is that again, if you're, you're having all this time, money and effort being put into building up these characters strong, either whether it's on NXT for example, Ciampa, he was a big deal in NXT, right? And then you have uh, other folks like Mustafa Ali through 205 Live and then the programs in 2019 and 2020 and things like that, giving him an ch- opportunity to be showcased as a big deal. Like, let's use them. Uh, potentially Cedric Alexander, you know, having push and then being put in uh, the Hurt Business and then that was kind of taken away. So all these different things, right? The The point I'm driving at is, again, we're we're having the sprinkling in the kind of two weeks that we've seen under new management. Like we're, we're seeing things viewed and presented different and seeing, even though they're kind of subtle, it has a different feel. It has a different kind of flair, no pun intended to it. And, and again, that, that we can get things like new matchups and the potential that all right, we're, Gonna have to earn things and, and kind of being presented and all these different things again I'm for it. I think is where yeah. this kind of segment is where we had the idea of it again uh, Things being made feel important things being presented different things being presented Well and kind of all those different things
1: oh, 100% um, and and to your point of uh, to your earlier point of 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 is run in NXT he elevated the NXT championship, like the, the, the big belt that they have, as he called it, Goldie. Like, his presentation with Goldie was one of a covetous, um, suspicious, uh, just violent man. He would walk down to the ring holding it close to his chest, not draped over his shoulder, Right, he would clutch that thing to his chest. And nothing is more gold at the moment than the United States Championship, if you think about it. Very that gold. could be his new goalie, and I am 100% behind him winning it, if he wins it. Obviously, you know, I'm, I'm still of two minds, which, you know, who should win? But him with a belt, his presentation is going to be top tier. He is going to elevate everything around him given the chance and i just think that this has all come about because we want to do away with open challenges like i said before if you have open challenges it's because you want to take that person away from inherent storylines because you've got nothing for them after you've put them through the ringer with stories because you still want to keep this person who has this big belt. Um, and you want to put them into something new. It'd be like putting Roman at the minute through open challenges. So you you have him go through Brock Lesnar for the five hundred forty sixth millionth time. You have him beat. Uh, you have him beat. Uh, Drew Clash of the Castle, and you know after that you'd be like, okay, you know he he mentioned it before. I've beaten everybody. It's like now is the time to have open challenge. Because I'm going to have an open challenge at this place. Then you have the big surprises. Then you have the big draws. Who's it going to be? You have someone stupid walk out, and then they're only there to present somebody who's even bigger. Then you have the big pops and stuff like that there. Um, They're not meant to be a staple that that title is known for. It's meant to be what that person who is holding that title was good at doing. Like the John Cena, uh, the John Cena effect unfortunately was tried to be mirrored by many people and has unfortunately failed to bear any fruit except for on the tree that was known as John Cena.
0: Yeah, again, I, I feel like there can be a place for an open challenge piece. Let's not have it be like, oh, this is the open challenge trophy belt things of that nature if presented correctly and in the right circumstances yes it can be successful but it kind of being now more known a little bit more recently or even just being mentioned type of thing it's kind of getting long in a tooth and eh, it's just it for all the pieces that we have presented again it just it it ends up falling flat more times than it is successful so yoga and i definitely agree that we like the direction of where things are going, being made to feel more important, earning these things, fresh matchups. So again, we we definitely are liking where this is going. So if you too like where the direction of these championships and these storylines are going, definitely let us know down in the comments below and as well as on Twitter and Instagram. All right, now for some quick hits. Once again, for the newer listeners, quick hits are little segments and little things that happened throughout the week that we may not have gotten the chance to have a full-fledged discussion about but we really enjoyed sort of those pop the boys moments and those segments that we just wanted to share and kind of uh, that we had a lot of fun with and we wanted to spotlight here so I'll go ahead and start us off so for this week's quick hit for me This particular one happened in a backstage promo during AW Dynamite where Tony Schiavone is interviewing Christian Cage as he arrives at the arena earlier in the day. Tony asks Cage to respond to the comments of Jungle Boy getting personal. And Christian says, Jungle Boy was raised by terrible human beings. So continuing to bury him there. And uh, Christian says he's dragged my personal life into this. That is something I would never do. And I just absolutely loved the heel work by Christian in this particular aspect was top notch. He's asking how Jungle Boy can get personal and he completely just ignoring the fact that he was just talking about Jungle Boy's father being dead and his mother having the hots for him literally weeks prior. So um, this comes before speculation.
1: I would I'd never believe that Christian would never do that.
0: Never, Never. And this, of course, comes before Jungle Boy uh, almost running him over in a car and then being restrained by the security team. And, of course, finally, ultimately ending the segment with uh, Christian yelling at the security team to arrest that piece of crap. So I absolutely just it found it funny. It's about a minute, minute and a half whole segment. But it's just like the heel work there. I would never get personal, bro. <laughs> just him, like it, purposely it, it ignoring me. all that. So it's kind of I was like, man, this guy's just like really living it up and kind of just being top notch.
1: Yeah, it it had me just popping that that eyebrow as I was looking at the, at the screen. just going, are, are you are you kidding me? Are, have you been have you been listening to yourself talking
0: Come with on, the turtleneck
1: and the jackets? With the turtleneck, the jackets just. Telling you know, telling Jungle Boy that his dad's dead and that he was raised by terrible human beings and and, (sighs) hitting on on
0: his mom, so
1: hitting on his mom on live TV, um, with with her with her daughter sat right there with Jungle Boy's sister sister sat right there as well. Um, like it's just it was hilarious. Like it was so 90s hail that it was just top tier and something that some people aren't doing in AEW trying to be that comical sort of uh, arrogant uh, prick of a hail but trying to be uh, self aware as well at the same time
0: yeah he's just he's lighting it up on fire right now and again it's a callback yeah. to kind of like that that sort of uh, not freelance, but just that, like kind of not ignorant or sort of oblivious, like, oh, I would never do that. And just completely ignoring, like, I would never say anything like that when he clearly knows he said something like that. So nice little touches, nice little thing again, it's a small segment, but it was just like, oh man, the guy's just killing it right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. His heal work has arguably been his best work throughout his career. And I'm just glad that he gets free reign to do whatever the heck he wants.
0: Yeah, agreed. So that was my quick hit for this week, Uh, Joker. Do you have a quick hit?
1: I do have a quick hit. And it comes yet again from uh, the G1 Climax Tournament this week. I, I did mention that I've been watching a lot of wrestling. And that a lot of wrestling has given me a lot of things to watch. With some contenders this week, I've opted just for this one. And it comes from today's G1 um, at the time of recording, so that would be the sixth of August G1, a match between Toriano and the Murder Hawk Monster Lance Archer of AEW fame. For some people, uh, obviously, this—if you know who Toriano is—he um, will know that he is a bit of a comedic wrestler. He has heavy roots in amateur wrestling, uh, and he is. Not one to be sniffed at, but he does do some really, really good work in the ring. A comedic wrestler going up against Lance Archer, and what he ended up doing was throwing Lance Archer up against the guardrail, and uh, after he did that, he did manage to grab one of the young lions side of the ring called uh, Yuto Nakashima, and threw him into the guardrail as well. And you're, What's going on here? Threw Yuto over the top, Lying on the other side of the ring, and in in, in typical Torriano fashion, dragged Lance Archer over to over to the young lad and tape them both up. So Lance was stuck there, trying to yank this this you know nineteen twenty year old young lad who who was a bit of a beefcake, trying to yank him through, trying to separate them. It was just lucky enough; they managed to squeeze the kid through the guardrails. But you know, after doing that, he ends up just lying on the floor, dead weight. And Lance, said, come on, kid, come on! And getting really close to the twenty count they have in NJPW, he just lifts him, throws him into the ring. And like, okay, cool. Well, he broke the count. Well, all of a sudden, he just picks up the kid and runs with the kid and uses the kid's arm to clothesline Toriyano. And knock him down. So while he's down, he just tears off the uh tears off the tape from his arm and the kid's arm. And this whole sequence is just hilarious. Like I, I I'm legitimately giggling to myself watching it. He shouts and screams at the kid, You almost cost me my match, and then choke-slams him. Just choke-slams when the kid rolls out of the ring. <laughs> He does some abuse to these young lions, but that was just absolutely obscene in the middle of his match that he decided he wanted to not only use the kid as a weapon but then punish him for being used as a weapon
0: for those that again that aren't familiar familiar with toriano again, there's always just kind of fun elements or just he always brings just a good time to matches and I like really like the fact that. Maybe he was a little uh, extra heelish here, but Lance Archer got in on it. You know, he's traditionally more known as kind of like a little bit more of a serious guy type of thing and kind of like the big monster. But I do like uh, I do like him interacting and kind of adding these different elements and kind of adding some some fun, kind of hamming it up a little bit, too. So actually, that's awesome. I really love it.
1: There was more to this match. Like I could go on and on about this match. It was so funny. and Yes. Lance Archer did have his comedic bits in there, uh, and you know there was Toriano. He was definitely playing up more of the heel side in this, but give the match, give the whole match an entire watch. Uh, it was so funny. It was just this one segment of him using the young lion as a weapon after after him almost costing the match. It was just super good, super funny, and something that you rarely see out of Lance Archer. And I just thought this was going to be some silly little squash match with Toriyama trying to run away for a while. Uh, Couldn't be further from the truth. Really loved it. And it was the highlight of uh, the wrestling week for me.
0: That's awesome, man. That's I'm definitely, I'm for sure now going to check that out. So really awesome. Thank you for sharing that, dude. All right. So those were our quick hits from this past week. If you too have quick hits, definitely let us know down in the comment section below or hit us up on Instagram and Twitter and let us know what you enjoyed from this past week's week in wrestling. All right, so that about wraps it up for us, man. Joker, this was uh this was an intense week, man. How was it for you?
1: Yeah, this uh it was pretty good for me, dude. There was a lot of nice stuff that happened, a lot of weird stuff, a lot of good stuff, a lot of bad stuff. Um, but yeah, the week in wrestling for me was fun, freaking, fantastic. Long may it continue.
0: Yeah, we ran the gamut of couple pay-per-views at the beginning some returns some storytelling some like nice little elements just thrown in a little bit of uh comedy thrown in so lots of wrestling this week and a lot of things to to kind of pick and choose from that we that we talked about today but a lot of things also that we just didn't get a chance to kind of go in depth on so this was certainly a, a really intense week of wrestling we had
1: yeah it definitely was and uh with uh, with my with my recent obsession with the G one climax, it's actually coming to a climax at some point of this month. So um, it can only ramp up from here. And uh, there's uh, there's a couple more things in the world of wrestling that are coming to the fore. So it's definitely not uh, looking like it's going to calm down anytime soon.
0: Yeah, appreciate it. So looking forward to a lot more wrestling this month and towards the end of September into early August. There's a lot coming up, so hopefully you continue to join us as we take a look at it going forward.
1: So for TF Joker. Lance Archer is my spirit animal.
0: And for me, Pretty Tony, we thank you for your time, letting us be a part of your day. And remember, be good to yourself, be good to each other. We'll catch you next time. Peace.